What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex? Yes. Yes, yes. Well, before we do that, let's make an announcement. Okay. How exciting that we are going to Toronto. Upper Canada. Ottawa. And Montreal. We chose all three cities. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, listen, I got some dates, some show dates. We're going to be doing a live show in Toronto on the 18th of January. Mm-hmm. It's like a month away. I know. And uh, and the day before that, on the 17th of January, just to make it confusing, I'm going to go backwards <laughs> in time. On the 17th, we're doing a live show in Ottawa yeah, at Algonquin sure College. Are. So tickets are up. They're on sale for both of those shows right now. If you want tickets, uh, go to termionpodcast.com slash shows. Um, that link doesn't exist right now, but I'll make it <laughs> today so that when people go to termionpodcast.com slash shows, that's termionpodcast.com slash shows, they can uh, purchase tickets to those to those live shows. That's a great plan, Jerry. Yep. Going to have to just got some homework now. <laughs> you just gave yourself some homework. I won't take credit for that one. Yeah. So could... that's exciting. We're not doing a live show in Montreal, though. 
no no live show in montreal we're too we're too intimidated honestly <laughs> you guys are way too sexy over there yeah um we're just gonna creep around under the under the f- freshly fallen blanket of snow and try to talk to some some of you weirdos uh on the microphones and that's a good point if you are living in any of those cities mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you want to talk to us on the show it doesn't have to be for the live show um, but we'll be recording episodes while we're in town you can reach uh, reach out to us. Yeah, turnmeonpodcast.gmail.com is a great way to reach out. But then also turnmeonpodcast.com, our website, there's a guest submission form that would be really helpful for you to fill out because uh, it asks you some questions and it uh, tells you no lies. So that's exciting. Uh-huh, that is exciting. It's going to be our first time out of the province, really, doing this show. I mean, uh-huh. We sort of we did it on PEI, but like that doesn't count. PEI is the same this year. It's exciting for me. Like when we were working on the itinerary on the Google Doc, I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't been on a trip in a long time." A trip yeah. that required an itinerary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm excited, mm-hmm. um, and I hope all of you are excited. We we this has been a long time coming, so we uh, we can't wait to to travel this beautiful, sexy country and hear from all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was the announcement I wanted to make. Thanks. I don't know. That's, Thanks. Yep. Go tell it on the mountain, dude. I feel I feel fucking weird, man. I so I I'm like, I don't know. I've been in this weird state. You seem weird today. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I well, since I got back from San Francisco, I've just like I haven't been feeling very confident. I've been going through a lot of like confidence issues. Right. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. You know, I just don't feel good in my body. Yeah. Don't look, don't feel good looking at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, and then, uh, I went to the CB, the, the weed store. Yeah. The Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation. You can go in there and buy your booze, but you can also buy some weed. Cannabis. Up here in Canada. And, uh, so I was like, I wonder if they have any, anything that I can take because I can't smoke. Yeah. So I got some oils. I got a THC oil. I got a sativa and a indica. And I've been kind of playing with those yeah. in the last couple of days man weed makes me dumb <laughs> i just feel so dumb it does it can slow your reactions to things um there's mm. definitely there's times when i consume cannabis and i'm like oh today i can't play piano or do math you know yeah but there's other things and i can't read certainly can't read but i sometimes i can write really well i feel Mm. like my inner critic is kind of silenced a little bit and maybe that's the benefit of being a bit dumb um yeah right i feel slower too i guess like not as quick you know not as like not as sharp yeah no definitely not as sharp Definitely not a shark. Speaking of, can you open that and just throw me some snuff? Oh, I see. A little upper? Wait, just a tin? Yeah. Uh, how about toast and marmalade? Sure. I'm scared to throw it. It's um, powder. The other thing is I was I was reading the other day <clears throat> that nicotine is a really good, great nootropic. What's a nootropic? Well, it's, it's hopefully going to do the exact thing that I want it to do right now, which is make me a little quicker <laughs> and a little Wait, smarter. are you on cannabis right now? No, I'm not. Okay. But I, I had some yesterday. It probably, I think it stays in your system a long time. Yeah, man. I don't fucking I think know. it stays in your system I mean, for a few days. I, I don't really know. I don't think it stays in my... I mean, maybe it is. I'm probably just permastoned. Yeah. I don't really know. I Like, I, I don't mean to say that I don't like it. Like, last night, I came home, you know, uh, 
Becca and I had plans. We were supposed to go on a, a, a little V date. Oh, okay. Uh, but then that got sort of kiboshed. So I was like, well, I don't know. I just I kind of want to just like play video games. <clears throat> and Becca was exhausted. Yeah. So I was like, why don't you nap and then I'll play games. And I took some of that sativa to see like maybe this makes me a little more ex- like, you know, Excited? wiry to yeah. play games. And uh, and I, it definitely hit me. And I was just like, no, I got to go to bed. How much did you take? Just like a, a vial full. Okay. So you took the same, you've been taking the same amount every time, right? You took the sativa yeah. or you took the indica? The sativa. Last night. Yeah. And you had to go to sleep. Definitely made me high. Uh, I chose to go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, this weed's making me sleepy. <coughs> it was like, this weed <coughs> is making it impossible for me to stay awake with myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, fuck. Well, I bought some um, cannabis the other day from the NSLC, and I have been buying this specific strain or whatever, one, um, called Meridian for... Um, for And it's a sativa, and I, and, I, and I do air on the anxiety, like side of things so i wasn't really sure about getting um just a pure like sativa although some people say there's not a difference i don't really know anyway i took it and i was really liking it but it was expensive it was 50 bucks for three and a half grams whoa i know well this vial of oil that i have is 40 dollars. okay per per bottle yeah and i bought Um, two of them i think For the, I looked at that bottle and I think for the amount of time it would take me, it would take me about the same amount of time to go through a bottle of then, oil as a three and a half grams of, of weed. Right. Might, might take me like a week or more. Um, and then, and then, but then I got this other kind and I can't remember the name of it. Something about some, I think it has some kind of candy word in the name and it had lower THC, but for some reason I smoked it and I got wicked anxious wow like really like heart thumping like scared it's very interesting this whole like the the legalization of it it is it's changed the way that we look at i fuck you know what i shouldn't even say that i have no idea i haven't gone to like a weed guy since i was in like high school Mm -hmm. and when i was in high school it was just like it's weed (laughs) like there's no there is no other type of there's no there's no strains. There's yeah. no. It's just weed. Yeah. It's just dank fucking weed. Right. But now it's like you go to. It's the, weak or it's strong. You go to the <laughs> store and they're like, "Well, this one's uh, this one's a little more like bright. You'll brighten your day." And then this one here will just make you a little 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 stone in the body, and you just kind of want to lay down and take a little nap with your doggy. And this one here, it's like you know, there's all these different ver- varieties of it. I'm curious to see. Where, where we're going with this. Yeah. Anyway, I, my point was, I, I don't want to like fall down this weed rabbit hole, which is our, we've already done. The point is that I'm finding it very weird to go through this like self-confidence slump. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, this like, this weed hangover. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I, uh, I got to get out of this, out of this. Give me some of that snuff. Um, I feel like I don't think you're gonna like this toast and marmalade. It does. It it's not. I, I mean, it's it smells like toast with marmalade on. You don't it. smell it. <laughs> you do smell it <laughs> yeah. once you put it right up your fucking schnoz. What are we doing with our lives right now? Okay, we're just doing, Here's just the thing. doing <laughs> snorting tobacco. On I the recommend that you try the indica and okay. do it alone. Yep. 
Get naked. Oh, no. Masturbate. At myself in the mirror? <laughs> no, but I don't know. Y- you could try... Yeah. Uh, I, what are things that make you feel confident? Because I'll tell you, you know, like I love getting stoned and trying on clothes. Like I just love it. I go through my closet. I come up with new <clears throat> outfits. I decide what I need. It's a really fun activity for me and it boosts mm. my confidence because it's just me and I'm doing whatever the fuck I want and yeah. I'm like being totally myself and well one thing that does boost actually this is this is very uh, my god variety jesus what do it away from the microphone <laughs> you fucking animal uh one thing that does make me confident and oddly enough is uh is getting my hair cut at odd fellows which is where i go to see my barber jen who i love very much hi jen i know you're listening to this episode because this week's episode we actually speak to the owner of odd fellows oh, that's right joel nice segue i know and Wait, uh, are we going right into the episode right no now? no we're not but i'm just i just want to express how excited i am because joel's fucking amazing this is actually one of my favorite episodes of the year oh wow yeah i really enjoyed this conversation and and it's it's joel people like joel make me confident but i can't see jen until it's well right now we're recording this on tuesday so the day after so not Tomorrow, when yeah. this episode drops, yeah, the day after this episode drops, yeah, I'm getting my hair cut. Oh, that's two days away. I know it just feels so long, because usually I do feel really confident, and I've been listening to that fucking. I know what you need to do. What? You need to get some exercise. I do. I know I do. That's like the first way to boost your mood and boost your confidence. hundred <sighs> percent. God damn it! I've just been so lazy. We should go to a Moto Fit class. Okay. Yeah, they're down. really fun. I'm down. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I'm down to do it. Okay, you'll laugh. People will be so happy that you're there. I know. You'll be cracking everybody up. Yeah. All right, let's get out of this fucking self wallowing in my own self pity and talk about something a little more interesting. You said you had something to talk about, but it's kind of heavy. It is kind of <laughs> heavy, and it's me wallowing a little bit. I actually. Oh, let's just. This is just the wall. Like, let's have the wallow fest before we throw it to Joel's episode because okay. Joel's episode is is this so is... unwallowy. Okay, this is a tricky thing, and I. I'm gonna. I want to try to explain it in a non-emotional way, but I'm a little bit afraid that it's gonna make me emotional. And okay. it's kind of one of those things. that's a hard thing for me to talk to you about. Uh oh. Yeah. Is it gonna make me sad? I don't know. It might. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Here we go. Okay. But try Is this not to relationship make it about you. Woes? No. Try not. To, no. It's family. What did woes. I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's family woes. Okay. It's family holiday woes. Ah, okay. All right, I'm listening. Okay, I um I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, so I'm I'm going to be trying to not be too specific here. Okay. But um I I introduced uh Be- Becca and and uh, my boyfriend to some members of my family um like a while back, like yeah. early on. Um and it didn't go over super well. With your fam. Mm-hmm. Like they thought it was a bit weird. Yeah. 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 Um, now this is like, listeners should know that I have a massive family and <coughs> a lot of my family is super supportive, but there's this relationship that I have with this person who's like always been on a bit of a pedestal for me just because they were really, you know, they really um, took care of me a lot yeah. and I think contributed to like me being a who I am today and I'm proud of that um 
but this person and a couple of attached persons are uh i get the feeling because i've been told that um they don't agree with a lot of my life choices and that they feel like i make a lot of choices that um that just aren't are eccentric and and this uh, are we talking like the poly thing well or just in general in general okay, okay i know this to be a fact and so i wasn't all that surprised when this particular thing didn't go over so well and i feel like without being told it it's been lumped into <clears throat> oh it's just bridey being like too taking up too much space essentially being too big you know, making everything more dramatic and complicated than it needs to be and being like, you know, just like over the top. Right. Okay. So knowing that now it's like a year and a half later since that. Um, and the holidays are already like stressful, stressful and have been a stressful time for a, a while. Like, yeah. um, I thought I will reach out and I'll say to this person, listen, I'm coming home twice over the holidays I'm coming over once by myself and then I'm coming over once with all of us our, the quad of us you oh know? is Becca coming I, no I don't she's think, not she's but not. this is this sure, is anyway. sure 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 got you okay um and I just wanted to know if we'll all be welcome out there or if I should get my visit in when I'm there by myself right and I and I said it in a text message because this person it's like very reactive so I thought I'll give some space to this person to like think about it and then respond hopefully in like a thoughtful way mm-hmm. and um maybe I'll just read to you what they said okay so far I'm uh, are you with me I'm with you okay. yeah I'm with you thanks for asking appreciate being able to clarify and still be unanxiously connected so this is why i gave that opportunity to this person you should get visit in before christmas and then over the holidays if there's any activity you would be welcome to come by yourself oh wow i'm sorry babe but what i don't know is Like, boundaries are obviously super important with this person. Totally. And so, is it... So, my my reaction to that is like, okay, I'll come out by myself mm-hmm. when I'm there by myself. But when I'm there with people, you can have family activities and I won't be there. Mm. Is that... Fair, fair, f- fair to you that they that that's the way that they want it. Or no, fair like to th- fair to say, like well then. Fair to say for like fair for, fair to to do fair to not go. Well, if you're asking me, yeah, I think it's fucking fair. I think it's fair to go. Okay, well, if you if you're not going to accept the fact that there's these people in my life that I love. And that I want to spend time with in the holidays in in the place where I'm from, and you don't want them there, then then I won't come. 
because my concern is totally and this is like this is like deep you know childhood stuff but like is it me saying no it's my way or the highway no i don't think that's you saying it's your way or the highway i think that's i think that's literally you just saying well this is my life yeah and so i i won't then if you do not want me there i won't be there yeah and honestly that that which is totally valid for you know for you to say i think it's totally it it also is basically just um agreeing or or not agreeing with but but living up to their wishes which is yeah. them saying don't bring a whole fucking crew of don't bring your boyfriend and your husband out here yeah at the same time yeah that you're doing what they've requested you're you're doing what you feel is necessary and i feel like in doing that i don't know maybe this this person will feel like ah fuck you know what this christmas was uh yeah wasn't really the same without having bride here and if that means next year that you know yeah it's bridey and that's what i'm hoping is like it's a long game thing and that the people who do feel like really um, restricted about this in their heads and because there's more than just that person I was speaking to and they'll all be there. Um, will I don't I just, think, I don't think not showing up is like a spiteful thing to do though. Okay. I think, I just, I think you're, you're basically listening to them. I don't I, like when, when they said that, uh, did they say, did they say like you have, you had like this is your ultimatum like no enjoy your christmas here alone or or no or the rest of the message said uh they just they just truly just don't would rather they just said that and then they went crew. on like with other normal business right, right you know right, right um i'm sorry babe yeah it's just it just sucks because it puts me in that place of wondering have i are the things that have been that this person has said to me true, you know, like if I'm like, well, you get all of me or you get none of me. Like that feels like a really hard stance to make to the person who says <clears throat> you're too big. You take up too much space. You are too eccentric. You, you know, I think it's a very valid decision mm-hmm. to just say, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that it impacts you because that's part of my family that you won't get to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Does it impact me? I would love to see them. Yeah. But I fucking for sure have no interest in seeing them if they don't want to be seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it doesn't... Um, the way we relate to family is very different, I think, right? Yeah. Like, I can... I live in the same city as my mom and my dad. Yeah. And my sister. Yeah. And I could go... I could... I'm the type of person that could go a year without seeing any of them. And then when I do see them, it it's, feels like nothing has changed. Yeah. Right. As much as they would never love that, they you know they want to <laughs> yeah. they want to see me all the time, and I get yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm also not the type of person that like requires that. It's the same thing with friends. It's like if I don't if I go a fucking year and a half without speaking to Mark Frank. Yeah. I'm not gonna be sad about it, because I know when I see Mark. Yeah. He's my he's my best friend. Yeah. He's one of my best friends, and it's it's just gonna it's gonna be like no time has ever passed. Yeah. The same goes for your family. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't see them, yeah. well, that's, that's okay. Yeah. When I do see them, it's always this like pleasant exchange. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I, I would be, I, I feel more bummed about you feeling sad. Yeah. Than anything I, else. Thanks. I, I, I was just, I, it's, I have to be very, I just want to be very careful about making decisions like that when they affect yeah. other people. Yeah. Even though I, and I think I just needed to hear you say that because I definitely am like, oh, but then, you know, I'm making a choice that affects you and yeah. I don't, I don't want to want to make sure that I don't do that. Cause Is anybody else sad about this, this outcome? I haven't told anybody <clears throat> else. You haven't told anybody else. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But and you the know thing what? is, like, this is like it's not. A, it doesn't surprise me. The no, outcome doesn't surprise it doesn't, me. It doesn't it's surprise just me either. It's just disappointing that it is that way. And maybe all it takes is one year to just not show up. Yeah. And go. Well, I did, I wasn't welcome, so I didn't show up. And then for them to maybe go, ah, fuck, that sucks. We we missed you. Yeah. <clears throat> Come next year, or or you know what? Yeah. I thought about it, and it actually isn't that crazy. So show up next year or whatever. Yeah. Because we did it last year, and it was pretty chill. Yeah. I I mean, I thought so, you know? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Uh, over Christmas? Yeah, didn't we? I don't think so. Yeah. I See, this remember. is the thing is I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't even remember. I have no idea. All right. Well, I'm Fine. sorry, babe. I'm oh, it's sorry okay. You... Thanks for listening and thanks, everybody. I just, I think I needed to <coughs> say it out loud and I thought it would be maybe a good way to do it because um, yeah. it's not... It's not and, all and, like hashtag poly life. No, I know. I was gonna say it's actually probably quite nice for people to hear that. Yeah. Not nice, but like for, <laughs> you know. That makes me feel a lot better about my yeah. family. No, but like for people to hear that and, and realize like, oh yeah, you know, it's not it isn't always just like some perfect well oiled machine that everyone just agrees with. Because we hear that all the time. Like people who reach out and go, How did how did you and Bride like how do you guys do it? Yeah. How do you make it work so perfect? And it's like, well it's not fucking perfect. Yeah. There's ups and downs. Yeah. And this happens to be one of them. Yeah. All right. Anyway, onwards. Let's, yeah, let's read okay. a brain boner. Um, how about, uh, this one seems relevant based on, on what we've been chatting about. Um, Jeremy and Bridie, loving the podcast. I emailed about a year ago with a question on your contract of sorts because my boyfriend and I had started exploring outside just the two of us and wanted to set something up similar. Now for the update. We are still dipping our toes in polyamory, but a bit more seriously. Ourself and the woman we are involved with are reading more than two so we can adequately understand and convey our wants and needs from one another. Cool. My question is this. My parents don't even know I'm bi. And if this gets more serious, I don't know how to tell them that fact as well as explain I'm dating two people. Any general advice? How did you tell your families about your significant others? How long did you wait to tell them, etc.? Thanks again, and you all are amazing. Dorothy from Oz. Uh, I feel like I'm the worst person to ask these questions. I feel like you told your dad by saying, uh, Dad, I I hear you out in the shed. Just so you know, there's another girl here, and Bridie knows, and it's all okay. That's literally it. (laughs) My dad showed up to do like housework here at my house. Some shit in the backyard, which <clears throat> my bedroom window is looking out into the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, uh, there was a young woman who I was seeing at the time and we had a night and she stayed the night and <laughs> I remember waking up and she was like, I think she wanted, she was trying to 
make like make fuck and i was like uh i think my dad's outside mm-hmm. and it was like summertime <clears throat> i might have told this story on the podcast but i but i kind of texted my dad I was like yo someone's here and it's not bridie but bridie knows it's all good and my dad's response was just like Sounds good, buddy. Just yeah. just like taking care of business in the backyard. Who knows what's going on in his head about things like that? I have no idea. His reaction was so chill. So then I was like, I better go outside and just kind of like make face with my dad. Kind of like check in because I felt weird about that response. And so I go out and then she comes out. <laughs> she yeah. comes out and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She comes Welcome out. Welcome to my dad. And my the guy, there's a guy who lives downstairs, yeah. Rob, yeah. Who, who there's an apartment in our house downstairs that we rent out. Rob was outside smoking a joint and her and Rob just started smoking up together and while I'm standing there, like basically in my robe talking to my dad oh and in my, my head, just freaking out going, oh my God, this is so fucking weird. This is so <laughs> fucking weird. I think Natasha knew at the time um, what was going on, but my, my parents didn't. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, it was... Uh, so that that's basically how they found out. Yeah, but like... and I feel like they there was a period of time for a, like a few months where they expressed concern about us, about us, and yeah. they just wanted us to be happy, and they just yeah. wanted us to stay together, and all of this, and it just took time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like really. I I feel like there's no there is no a there's no time that's the right time. Yeah. So the right time is the time that you make to to bring it up, whether it's to tell your family you're bi, to tell your family you're gay, to tell your family there there is no right. There's no such thing as a right time. Yeah, you just got to make that time. Yeah, I find sometimes those hard things to say uh, for me come out when it's just spilling out in anger or yeah. frustration. It, you know, and those maybe are not the times. And those are definitely you can avoid not, that. Not the right time. Yeah. yeah um, and it might be, I don't know your family, but it might be a really, it's maybe because it isn't serious, or maybe it is now, this, this email is about a month and a half old, um, it's a good time to say that to your family before you want to bring someone home, mm-hmm. you know, and like give them a chance to digest that information. Digest, and in a place where they're not in the presence of someone completely new to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, but also like, you know. I, I think that it, in terms of telling your family those kinds of things, I, you just, just gotta just do it. Yeah. Just do it, you know, and, and hope that your family is, is one of the families that are understanding. Yeah. I know a lot of families aren't. I fuck. God knows mine is. Yeah. And thankfully they are. Um, but I've, you know, we know, uh, you know, your family's an example that part of it, not so much. Yeah. So, you just gotta, you just gotta make that conversation happen. Yeah. But maybe, maybe don't do it right over the holidays, or <laughs> you know, at at you know Christmas Eve, bring home all of your lovers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we're learning too, so let mm-hmm. us know what you decide. Yeah, let us know. Write in. Let us know. And if anybody has any advice that they did <clears throat> uh, to come out <clears throat> to their family, whether it be poly or bi or gay or trans or whatever, let us know. Maybe, maybe we can read some responses to to uh, help out Dorothy here. Absolutely. <laughs> All the way in Oz. Hey, let's wrap this up with that one email about uh, the thing that I would never do. Oh, okay. 
All right, now for some. It's not. It's not really a brain boner, some but it was. Cheer. Yeah, some Christmas cheer. Yeah, let's bring it. Yeah, let's let's add some, add some Christmas cheer. Um, there's no there's no mention of whether I can use uh, this person's name, so I will not. Uh, I'd say it's a safe bet. <laughs> hey, Bridie and Jeremy, longtime listener of both Sick Boy and Turn Me On, as someone who is chronically ill and very sexually open and adventurous. I must admit that I am not fully up to date with your podcast, so excuse this email if you two have ended up discussing this or had a guest on about this topic, but I was not too long ago listening to Jeremy in particular talking about his limits in terms of kink fetish play. The general consensus was that everything is more or less good to go except for poo-poo, to quote Jeremy himself. I probably said that, yeah. I personally wouldn't call myself a scat connoisseur by any means. However, I have had multiple partners that have had this as a deep-rooted interest. And while I used to be in a similar boat thinking that anything was fair game excluding fecal matter, I wound up giving it a try and I have to say that my experiences have generally been pleasant and enjoyable. I find it interesting that in the world of kinks and fetishes, more often than not, scat play is very often ignored or in some cases not welcome. Mm -hmm. For example, FetLife has blocked scat play from their site, although I've since been informed that they now allow it again, although with some restrictions. (laughs) While I would love to be a guest on the podcast and talk about my experiences and how, why shit turns me on, it seems unlikely that I would get the chance to do so unless you are planning any holidays to Australia. People within this small community can be quite hard to find, so I'm not expecting anything big to come out of this. However, it would be absolutely phenomenal if you managed to get someone on the show who has had experience in the more messy, degrading, and taboo side of sex. Regardless, I love the show it's, as it's helped me become more accepting of my sexual self, and I wish the best upon the both of you. If you have any interest at all, my inbox is always open to questions and comments. Okay, so uh, the first thing I got to say is uh, kudos to you for writing in and letting us know that. But also, multiple partners, multiple partners that just happen to be into this, that, there's some number fuckery going on there, for sure. Like, you need to buy lotto tickets, I think. (laughs) Yeah, you might attract that particular taboo. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're Uh, the lid. Yeah. You're the lid. You're the lid for all those pots. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so interesting. I mean, honestly, if anybody listening to this is is down to come talk to us about that, I would love to I would love to have a conversation with somebody about it. Not to sway me. No. But man, if you did, high double high five cuz <laughs> cuz I still just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, I feel like the kind of like little light bulb for me in reading this was that um, that the fact that it is restricted on on like fetish <laughs> sites and that I get that though. Why? It's not well, causing I, harm to anybody. It could. Yeah, but so could f- fisting. Sure. No, but so so okay. Well, hear me out here. This is <laughs> I don't have any background. I haven't really done any research as to why it might be uh, restricted, but but I do know that. Doo doo can make you really sick. Yeah. So other people's doo doo. Not through a computer screen. No, not through a computer sc- screen. You're right. But if you're if you're okay, sure, whatever. All right. So <laughs> it can make you sick. So that's. But also, it is so de- divisive. Right. Is it de- is it even divisive? I think it's just so 
oh, man, I don't know. Taboo? May, may, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like the very high majority of people are, are extremely turned off by it. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be the ones looking for... The photos sure. on the site. Yeah, sure. But also, like, can you you can stumble across things that you didn't mean to see. Right. Right? And, like, I don't, I don't know. It's not like it's sometimes, child. Yeah. No, I know that. But, like, sometimes I'll be fucking scrolling through Instagram and I'll see Mrs. and Jemmy. And I'm like, I'm like well, there goes my fucking day. Oh there my goes God. my day. My day is ruined. Your day is not ruined. My but day I have is, a fucking My day image. is ruined when I see a human's face literally tore apart by a bear and the guy's goddamn eyeball is dangling down by his chin that ruins my day but now, he listen. lived he shouldn't have <laughs> the fact that he lived ruined my day even more right got it now that's just me when it comes to Sorry, very listeners. graphic grotesque images yeah i am sure there are some people that would feel the same way about seeing someone covered in poop but also i'm sure there's someone that would feel the same way about Stumbling across a guy putting his dick in another guy's butt. Right. Or, you know, fucking someone deep throating a, a dick. Like, there's so many things that, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think we just need to get somebody on here to <laughs> to wrap my head around it. I just need my head wrapped around the poop. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. We'll see Fuck. what we can find. Remember, we're coming to Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa, so. Yeah, all you freaks, come out. Yeah, come let out. us know. We'd love to talk to you. Beck and I had anal <laughs> the other day and uh, went to the bathroom after. As which way? Which, which? Uh, I was penetrating her. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> we come back into the ba- into the ba- bedroom when it was over and I went, oh, it smells like anal sex in here. And Beck <laughs> looked at me and goes, don't ever say that to anyone ever after having anal. And I was like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. She was not into it. Now they say that the, that, that, <laughs> that, that foreplay begins at the end of <laughs> yeah, the last yeah, orgasm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just watch what, watch what comes out of your mouth there. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like this was a really long foreplay. Let's, uh, let's start to this week's episode. So excited for so you excited. to hear this. Joel, you're fucking king. Uh, I'm so glad to know you. And uh, looking forward to spending more time with you over the next couple of years. We hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did. Uh, it's a fantastic conversation about what it's like to be a gay male in the year 2018 in Halifax and beyond. Um, Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Timing was pretty brutal. Yeah. Party, can you change my diapers, please? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was that new married life, you know? Well, we hadn't got married yet. So there was still time to run, but I uh, I don't know. I you understood that it was only temporary. I didn't, but now I do. No, you get it. Ten years later. Yeah, you get you it get now. It. That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, my first husband was like a gigantic video game nerd, so he introduced me to Skyrim. And then, Oh, no shit. Yeah, and then the the... the the problem was deciding who got the screen time in the evening. Oh, wow. TV. You guys should have set up like a little LAN party. I you know, know. Yeah. I know. So wait, did you say first husband? First husband. You've been married? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm More a divorcee. Than once? 
No, oh, yeah, so my first and only husband. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, sure. Right, sure. Uh, what, is it, what is it that, um, it's, uh, who is it that? My current. My current wife. Um, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, it, when he comes on stage, he'll introduce his wife as my current wife. How many times has he been married? Dude, I, I don't have know. No idea. Probably like, I'd say but maybe when four I, or five. When I encountered uh, him, um, my sister toured with him for a bit, oh. and uh, <laughs> I went on the tour as the nanny of her baby, and... Uh, he was 71. Dude, that and guy's old as fuck. His two two of his sons touring with him and the youngest one was 17. Wow. Yeah, he's been having kids for a long time. That's so cool. Yeah. I had it on the road again stuck in my head yesterday. So good. Have you Al- ever seen Alexa? Him? How old is Willie Nelson? Willie Nelson is 85 years old. 85. Thank you, Alexa. She knows all. She my, she's my. I thought it was just the three of us in here. She's my other other wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joel. So so first of all, super fucking jazzed up to have you on the show. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. This is uh, this is really exciting. Uh, so you are a gay man, correct? How is that? How's how's gay life in in Halifax? <laughs> well, I, those are two. Let's let's address those two things separately. <laughs> gay man is as I couldn't you know I couldn't be happier about it. It's pretty good thing to have fallen into my lap. I think I won the the lottery. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah. the lifestyle is. But uh, it seems fun as fuck. <laughs> I don't have any complaints. You know, it comes with its its downsides. But for the most part, I wouldn't. You know, yeah, I choose to be yeah. anything else. Being a gay man in Halifax is I think if you asked any gay man in Halifax, they'd probably give you the same answer. It's not, uh, it's got more downsides than yeah. maybe if you were living in a, in a higher populated city, but, um, but still, I mean, I mean, I'm certainly okay with it now, but it's, it's hard when you're single. It can yeah. Be. Yeah. Just because the, like the, like the dating pool is really, is really small. Is that the, it is. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> um, it's just very, it's a, it's a tight social circle, so yeah. it comes with its upsides and its downsides. I feel like I feel like even single people would would f- would have something similar to say about that in so terms of like dating people? in Halifax, you know? Yeah. Or sorry, did I, what did I say? Single, single people? people? Sorry, straight people um, is what I meant. Uh, but even more so, I could imagine in in the in the gay community. Yeah, I think maybe I think I think Halifax just is like, just small. It, yeah, and as know? a general, like I don't. I don't know anyone who would sit back and say, yeah, finding a significant other is easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess it's kind of a, it's an argument that anybody could really make. Yeah, right. So, how old are you? I'm 31. And when did you, when did, can we, can we talk about your first marriage? What, like, oh, how, yeah. did, how did that all go down? The floor is open, Jeremy. Sweet. Can ask me whatever you like. Amazing. <laughs> Let's fucking make this floor drop right out. Let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, you want to know about my, yeah, when did you, when did you get married? How, married? how did that, how did that come to fruition? Well, I was living in Vancouver uh, in my mid-twenties, and I was out there uh, to, I was working for a skateboarding magazine for a little while, and uh, kind of following (coughs) what I thought was the dream, but anyway, so I met this gentleman named uh, Robin, and uh, so we were hanging out for a little while, I kind of decided to switch my whole thing up and pursue a uh, trade and learn how to do, to cut hair and barber and stuff, so... Anyway, so I met him out there, and we moved back here after a couple of years. Um, we got married, uh, so we were together for six years, married for two. When did when did gay marriage become? 
was that always a thing in Canada or like was there a, uh, it a was definitely a th- it's been a thing for quite some time like it's definitely within the last I mean it's been here for at least 10 years I th- right. think mm. okay it's it's interesting that you say that because I don't think I ever thought took a moment to consider it like I, like it was never an issue like for no you no to, certainly not right and, okay well I mean to, to be honest with you I don't think marriage was ever really anything that I was like super keen on it was more of right. a I mean, I was, we were moving out here and I wanted him to come with me and, and his, like, one of the things was that, you know, well, okay, well, I got to lock it down. I'm going to, I got to marry you. I'm like, yeah, okay. It sounds like fun, you know? Sure. Yeah. And it was, it was cool. And I certainly don't regret it. It was, it was, I don't regret anything about the experience, but, um, yeah, marriage was never anything that I really considered to be all that important to my life. I right. Think when you, when I was 18 and coming out as a gay man, I just kind of like, had a long, hard talk with myself about the things that I have to accept that I'm just not going to have or or be or do. Like, I came to the decision I, I don't want kids at a really early age because I just kind of came to terms with that. And marriage kind of came along with that and whatever. So. Mm-hmm. so it came and it went and it was cool and it was happy and we had a wicked party and, like, it was all good, happy vibes and stuff. But How long were you guys married? Two years. We were together Okay, years. okay, sure. Did you uh, did you hear that? I didn't catch yeah, that. I, yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm always fascinated by that, like people who have been married and divorced. I mean, we don't really have that's not something that's been on the table ever for us. But I see people get married and divorced like several times. I'm like, I have a, I have an emotional breakdown when we're just fighting about <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Like, how do people go through the process of divorce? Sometimes it sounds really liberating, but. Yeah, well, Sometimes, I think, yeah. I felt quite liberated when I when I you know when I got divorced as well. But I think you know there's different factors as to why people break up all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I don't know if I can plug your competition, but I listen to a lot of Dan Savage. Uh, yeah. yeah, plug him, plug him away. <laughs> so Dan, I mean, he's the king. Really, thanks a lot, Dan, yeah. for all the like indirect advice. But like you know, I I you know I'd hear a lot about how you know sometimes divorces or, or, or separations between significant others don't have to result in like these big gigantic blow up sort of things it's not it's not always this really hardcore anger thing that mm. it, as to why it comes about and it, it really didn't with uh, Robin and I it was you know it was instigated by me but um, it was definitely something that I kind of tried to approach with like the calmest and kind of most level head that I could because I I was of the opinion that we just were drifting apart and mm. and I and I felt like I needed a lot of freedom in order to <laughs> carry forward with what I want to do, what my goals are and what where I want to go with my life, and my career and all this. Mm. Jazz. I love I love what Dan Savage says about like successful relationships and if for he asks like in order for a relationship to be successful, does it have to end with one of you in the grave? Totally. I absolutely that absolutely and you know I I I hear a lot to the campsite rule that he talks about all the time. That's right. And, uh, right. Leave the leave the campsite the is, better is, than you found in, is better as, condition than you found. It's good it. as or better condition than when you found mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I tried really hard to um, adhere to that philosophy upon splitting up, but like that in itself is an extreme challenge when there's like such intense emotions involved. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But the, in the end of the day, like Robin is a tr- truly a great guy and a really fantastic person and. And um, and I know he feels the same way about me. So, mm-hmm. 
so it, it was good you know we uh we we settled things as much as we could and moved on and he's back in vancouver now and as i understand he's doing really really well we keep in touch every once in a while and i i certainly feel like i made the right choice and mm-hmm. and um i feel as though I'm, I'm thriving in the wake of it not that i i wasn't then but i feel like it it was the right choice right thing how, how long was the process from like instigating it to oh, well, like it divorce through. when you like don't have a whole lot of assets and especially don't have any children is not actually as difficult as uh as you might think right it, it, i mean it was there was a there's like a, a lot of forms to fill out and yeah. stuff and like it's basically a, a breakup with some yeah. paperwork yeah i mean i went to the divorce <laughs> office or whatever and i like gave the girl like what i stuck to the desk i was all proud of myself i'm going to get divorced today and i like Hi, how are you? And went to the desk and handed over the paper, and she's like, "Oh, honey, like this is no you. Okay, this normally co- this is a marriage. This is a divorce kit. This normally <laughs> costs twenty five dollars, but I'm I'm just gonna give it to you. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, like I missed the mark that bad. But anyway, so I took the kit home and I had a read and twenty five dollars isn't bad though. No. I know, but I mean, it's like what? Uh, like, what's what, in what, the does kit? That, what does that say about me? You know, yeah, it, right. it looked like I couldn't like afford it or like, <laughs> that bad. Like anyway, yeah. Well, you fucking skater punks, you know, you oh, all look poor. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a, that's actually something I want to I want to kind of touch on is that, um, you know, there's there's been a number of times in my life where uh, I've I've known people who are who are gay or trans or 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 whatever it doesn't matter and and but they don't they don't like they don't express that in the stereotypical ways that a lot of people um would would typically think and then when they find out that they're gay or whatever they're like they're almost shocked when other people do yeah yeah, yeah exactly like if they're not like really outwardly acting about their sexuality that's right that's yeah. right and it's so you know it for example it happened with um our friend travis who's a trans male who also c- happens to cut hair oh yeah I know travis, oh, yeah yeah such a rad dude and there's yeah. so many people that i know that when they heard travis on the show and they were like what <laughs> <laughs> Travis is a is, the world is a, comes crashing down. Travis is trans. Like they just can't wrap their fucking head around it. And I've I've seen the same thing with you in someone <laughs> going, wait, what? <laughs> Joel's gay? Which is really funny because I actually kind of just assume that everyone, that, that everyone knows, knows or yeah. can just pick up on it or yeah. whatever. So like I, it wasn't always like that in my life, but now certainly that I've been here in Halifax for long enough that a lot of people yeah. know me and stuff. I just kind of assume, like when it, it kind of throws me off and people are like, so like you have a girlfriend. Well, I'm yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So what was up with you making out with that guy? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just as shocked that they don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> that yeah. they didn't know. And I, so I, the, the reason I bring this up is because I wonder, so you are, you're, you, you, you own Oddfellows Barbershop. Correct. All right. So, you know, barbershop, which is actually located in a skate shop. Hmm. Um, you are obviously very like heavily involved in the skate community, the, the barber community, um, which again, I think is one of those places where people would think typically that doesn't sound like a very like gay space or like yeah. openly gay space. Well, I think a lot, if you're, if we're talking about like hardcore stereotypes, everybody would assume like if I'm a homosexual, like why am I not doing women's hair? Yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah, or exactly. something like that. Exactly. 
And have you faced a lot of that? Like, have you come up against that in... In skateboarding, for sure. Yeah. Barbering, less so. But I think, I mean, I've just been... I mean, when I when I was coming out and when I was dealing with it all, like, I was just... I was, you know, still a hardcore skateboarder. But I became a barber as a comfortable and out gay man. So mm. perhaps right. a little bit of less exposure there. But I don't... You know, there are plenty of homosexual barbers out there, but... I, it took me a long time to meet any of them when I was when yeah. I was in Vancouver. There was it, there wasn't a whole lot of gay guys, mm-hmm. um, but uh, particularly in the hair. in the skateboarding community, you found it was it was a bit more of a yeah. That took a little work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was I, yeah, I, and and I've I feel like I've seen I've seen articles and and like well, it's 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 like a huge thing right now in skateboarding. Yeah, dudes are coming out left, right, and center. Yeah, and it's really fucking cool. To see. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it like think about any any major sport. Um, for for an athlete to come out as gay is like kind of unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's what this is like one outed gay NFL player. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that was a fucking huge deal. Yeah, and like there's not there's it's just not something that I guess it's not not a space where men feel uh comfortable in like outing themselves. Yeah, in, and in I, those spaces, I, I, I feel I like argue, skateboarding is. Yeah, I would I would argue that it's there's two. Uh, the big difference between like mainstream sports and skateboarding when it comes to that sort of thing is that uh, football, hockey, basketball, like those are pretty like I think a lot of people get into those kind of sports when they're very young. Sometimes they get put into it by their parents. Yeah. Where um, when it comes to skateboarding, I think a lot of people take to skateboarding because it was something certainly my generation anyway that it was something that was a little bit more like for the outcasts for the social rejects that like didn't counterculture yeah team sports or whatever that's felt like they needed a release and then like once you really get into it and really start to discover like the culture of skateboarding and what it's all about it's it's it really is all about embracing individuality and Mm -hmm. and aesthetic and style and and uh and art like there's there's a huge like artistic component to skateboarding both on and, and off the board that so I think a lot of people that think differently that feel as inside that they are different than everybody else are attracted to skateboarding in mm. one way or shape or form. I know I certainly did. Like that was like I hate team sports. Like I could not do them as a kid. I was always shit at them. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm the best skateboarder in the world either, but Right. You know, what how- I lack in skill I make up for in heart. How long have you been skateboarding? Uh, since I was 12 or 13, okay. so yeah, more than half my life. So when you were 18 and, and coming out or in between the ages of like 12 and 18, um, when you said you, it was a little more difficult in that world, is that, is it because like, um, the conversation, I just always think like people make gay jokes or whatever. And so anyone who's in that, in that sort of situation is hearing that and being like, oh, this is not a space where it's okay for me to yeah. be gay. And I think that is definitely a parallel with it, with, with, with mainstream sports. And I think, I think anywhere where you get <clears throat> just a large con- uh, congregation of males, yeah. that you're just going to get that. Like people are going to say faggot all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, they're going to toss around derogatory terms in jest, but mm-hmm. that certainly suggests that it is not cool to be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, Especially our generation. Like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much the same age as you. And like, I remember coming up in in any, any groups of like, any large groups of males like yeah. hanging out like that was just so common. Yeah. But like, it's so funny because, you know, whenever I have this conversation with people, with people, sometimes I look back into my past and think about like 
little windows that my social circle may have gotten. And I remember the first time I ever drank, like the first time alcohol ever touched my lips. We were in at my buddy Matt Wagner's house in his basement drinking. He's he was that dude whose parents like just like Didn't he lived in the fuck. basement bedroom. Yeah, and yeah. Parents didn't give a fuck. So yeah. we were all wasted and we were talking about chicks or whatever. And I remember somebody asked me something. I don't remember exactly what the question was, but I just remember saying, yeah, I think I'll just fuck a girl and then fuck a guy and then see which one I like better. <laughs> and, that, and that was like a very like interesting like thought. I think, I don't know. That was a very interesting thing for whatever 16, 15 year old me to, yeah. to think. I don't think I would have, that would have never left my lips if I wasn't wasted. Yeah. But, um, I'm yeah, I remember like my that, friends think, like screaming at me, and like they all tackled and started like railing on my arm and yeah. punching my arm. Yeah, yeah. And um, but anyway, there was always these little trickles like that. So I think a lot of the people that I grew up with, that I went to high school with, when I came out of the closet, I think a lot of things made sense for them. Uh, but uh, you know, I also did a few things to hide it. You know, I dated a few girls in high school mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, yeah, but I, I think that the most difficult part for me when it came to like coming out around that group was just uh, I was I was just going to universe. I had. Well, I'll give you the whole story. So, I mean, when I, I had come out in Australia, like I left, I, I was 18. I, I took a year of university, hated it, and I left and I went to Australia for a year. I actually met a man on the Internet. And I said, okay, fuck this. I'm like, I was a virgin. I didn't know what I was doing. Well, you I met just, this dude and then decided to go meet him? Like, he, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's a, big, it's a cool story, actually. That is cool. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so I went out to Australia to do that. So, and we'll get into that. But I came back. So I was very comfortable with my sexuality, but I came back. I moved to Halifax. I was skating around these guys who I had looked up to most of my teenage years. You know, I was watching them in the Halifax skate videos. I was hanging around pro skates, which I like considered and still consider to be like the the god of skateboarding yeah like the i just look up to them so much so it was hard for me to come out to them because i i was really nervous like you have these fears that oh this 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 community that's starting to welcome me in because i was in the early stages of that might push me away because i'm different Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. so it had nothing to do with my comfortableness in myself it had everything to do with like building up the confidence to to show them who I who I really was, right? Which is really funny because you say, like you said earlier, it's like a lot. A big part of skateboarding is 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 owning your individual self and mm. like being like just coming out as who you are in general. Yeah, it seems easy until mm. you actually have to do it. Until you're there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um uh so tell yeah, tell us about this Australia thing. So did did you meet did you like was this like a I met this guy on ICQ kind of thing? Or like or <laughs> or was it like uh uh, there was actually a, a website called silverdaddies.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, you want to know something really funny? You know, you know what my mom's uh my my mom my mom's name's Maxine. You <laughs> yeah. know what her Instagram handle is? Si- tell. Silver Fox Maxine. Whoa. I yeah. know. Does she know what she that means? She has no idea. <laughs> no. I don't know why. I think she just like she's she decided to let her hair go gray and she's wow. like, Yeah, I'm off Silver Fox. I'm like, okay, wow. mom. Great great side story before we get back to the main one, but I was at the Christmas market the other day in the forum and there was a lady at a booth selling roasted nuts and her name must have started with a D because her D's. title of her business D's nuts. No. <laughs> she was like a seventy year old cute little seventy year old no. lady. <laughs> You know, it was like your 16-year-old, like, grandson that was like, yeah, Nan. That's exactly what happened. She nuts, and she was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Anyway, apparently she knows what it means, but she only found out after she made the sign. <laughs> yeah, after, after, she, after she spent $10,000 on branding. Yeah. Sign it. <clears throat> anyway, com. yeah. Silverdaddies.com. So uh, I'm guessing that's a... Uh, Older men? Is mm-hmm, that what that means? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So I met this gentleman. His name was Dave. His name is Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, through the course of a few months, you know, we, we talked a lot and chatted and, you know, we started calling each other and talking. And, you know, I was at that point in my life, I was just like desperate to for an escape. I was desperate for someone to show me what being gay was all about. And I... I didn't have any sort of confidence in doing it here in, in Nova Scotia or, or anywhere else. It it just seemed easier to go somewhere where nobody knew who the fuck I was. Were you a virgin at the time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, yeah, so and I got on a fucking plane. How much older than you was he? 21 years. 21 years older? Yes. Holy shit. Whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so he was like th- uh, 30, he was 40? He was 40, yeah. Wow, okay. Sweet. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, Soup, yeah. Uh, did, your par- did your parents have any idea? <laughs> so I, I remember sitting down uh, at the dinner table with my parents <laughs> and talking about, uh, you know, a budget for getting to Australia, how much a plane ticket was going to cost. You know, I had a little bit of money saved up, but it certainly wasn't enough. And, you know, my parents were basically just asking me, like, where did this idea come from? They were always really supportive of me traveling. They always, they... You know, they mentioned it a few times that it would be a good idea to get out. Yeah, because yeah. I think they were just they could see that I just didn't know what I was doing with my life. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that I had a hurdle to get over before I could really figure mm-hmm. anything out. Mm-hmm. But I knew that. So mm-hmm. 
so I told them about uh, that I wanted to go to Australia and that, you know, I wanted to travel and that I had some friends from high school that were going to go. <laughs> Get out of here, Big Oh, poor Big B. Go, buddy. Go, go, go. He likes aggressive petting. Hey, lay down. <laughs> lay down, Big B. Good boy. Good from boy. These cords. Good boy. You little fart. Um, what was I saying? So, so yeah, so I, I, you know, I told my mom that I want to do this and she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And and I looked my mom in the eyes and I said, Mom, I have never been sure about anything more in my life. And she tells me in retrospect that that's when she knew I was gay. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't come out until I came back. Because you flicked your wrist at her when you said it? <laughs> mom, no, let me tell you <laughs> yeah, what. You, you sucked a tooth? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. But um, yeah, so that's kind of how it happened. So they agreed to it and, you know, we... Uh, I went and I. How fucking nervous were you, dude? Like landing, like were or were you just were you just ready? Do you know that album by um, John Mayer called Continuum? It's not even all that good. Okay, but um, I it's got this song on it called Heart of Life, and it's a very very like sappy, very cute song about like you know just like how you know life kind of. You know what? To be 100% honest, I don't know what the song is about, <laughs> but I, inter- I interpreted it as something that was like very positive. And anyway, I listened to that song on fucking repeat the entire flight. Tw- 24 hours uh, yeah. of John Mayer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> on continuum, you might say. Uh, anyway, so I, uh, I was nervous as hell, but yeah. I was like fucking ready. You're like, stoked. Like so much so that... So he lives in a city that's just outside. It's about an hour and a half train ride outside of Sydney. So he told, we had arranged that he was meeting me at the airport in Sydney on the 25th of whatever month. And uh, I actually made a little white lie and I was actually coming in the day before. So I flew in Sydney. I got on a train. I went straight to Newcastle. I got off the train. I looked up where his accounting office was. I marched up the steps to his firm. I like stepped and I like walked into Holy his office shit. and I was like, here I am. <laughs> and was he like, get the fuck out of my no, workplace? No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. He was, you <clears throat> know what? Like, I can't stress enough how incredible of a human being like Dave is. And, Amazing. And what he did for me. But anyway, so we, um, yeah. And, and like, I lost my virginity that night. This is, wow. What a, <laughs> that is a the, great story. That's the best losing my virginity story I think I've ever heard I'm pretty proud of it no shit yeah how was it how was that experience of like of, I didn't feel a thing is that weird uh I I don't know is that weird I, th- I you know it was the f- I think the adrenaline was pumping so hard so hard yeah that, you know you know after I came he was like so and I'm like did I did something happen? What happened yeah <laughs> like, I had no idea yeah like, the, it was so it was so much at once that it like Sensory overload. Yeah, totally. Uh, is this is this not kosher to ask? Like, was that a did you, were how did how did, how does mentorship? Well, go. It, did, were you energy? bottom? Was he top? Like how? Like oh, we what? eased into that one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you didn't feel anything. That's a lot of feeling. Yeah, and I was like getting a blowjob. Sure, right, right. It didn't last very long. I know that. Got yeah, sure. Got gotcha. <laughs> you. Gotcha. Um, uh, do you do you typically like? Do you have a pre- preference? I'm I consider myself to be 110 percent versatile. Okay. I you know what to me it's like when it comes to sex it's very it's just about the energy and what's you can kind of feel it out like what 
somebody has a preference for or like a lot of times it doesn't even really need to be communicated beforehand in order to like just figure kinda, it out just kind of happens yeah are there so there's there are some people that are like i only i really only bottom or i really only oh top. yeah yeah right tons. Okay. and that's yeah. fine too that's yeah. the, totally works for me but um it's i i would i would say that my sexual uh preferences sexual activity preferences are broad pretty yeah right but um I'm, i guess i just kind of approach a, like a lot of things in life that way like i just you know try anything twice yeah but it, it, yeah you know it just comes with, with it's the life philosophy i guess mm-hmm. so okay you're in you're in australia he like he shows you the ropes yeah as as uh, like what it's like to be <clears throat> yeah well i mean we didn't get into rope so that was a little okay. bit too <laughs> advanced gotcha. hey oh he's here all week folks <laughs> um uh how long were you out there with him S- eight months eight months okay yeah. were you guys I in was, a relationship well i mean we uh, i traveled and then i would i would i used his place and his uh uh his uh town as like a home base and i had a really cool bartending job there so that really worked out so i went i traveled i went back i worked and hung out with him and i traveled and i went back so it was great. Um, but uh, I, were we in a relationship? I mean, I didn't, I didn't really understand what that or does or doesn't mean at that point. Mm. We definitely loved one another, and you know, we said it often. And mm. and um, it was, it was a form of a relationship, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. But I knew it had a end date, and he knew, although it was although uh, was a little bit more in denial about the fact that. Um, it had an end date, but right. I was so ready to attack my life after I left that it was for me, it's like, okay, the time, you know, that time has come I, that I did this, I, I accomplished it and I'm ready to go back and just like head on into, I wanted to ask you about life. that because you said earlier that you knew like very early on. Um, when you said earlier, when I was coming out at 18, I, I kind of decided that I, children weren't in my future and marriage wasn't in your future. Right. And, um, for me, somebody who's come to kind of learn those things about myself a little bit later, I get asked sometimes, so what is, what are your goals and what is your future? So were you when you came back from Australia, were you pretty clear about that? No. Um, how do I describe it? I guess I, I, I had, I, I established a goal, not that that remained my goal forever, but it was enough for me to move forward in a direction with some focus. Mm. So, I mean, at that point in time, when I came back from Australia, I, I knew I, I was under the impression that it was, go- it was a good idea to go to business school and open up a skateboard shop or somehow in some way, I didn't even really care, but just get involved in the skateboarding industry. I just wanted to pursue a passion and, and, uh, and that was what I chose mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, when I finally ended up doing it, like I graduated, uh, from Dow with a degree and I went out to Vancouver and I interned and then they hired this magazine hired me on, but I ultimately ended up like really disliking it. Mm. You know, I, I don't I wouldn't take back the experience for the world and the people that I met and the mentors that I had in that industry but in the end of the day like it, it just wasn't uh as I just glamorized it too much and I realized that when I got there but it helped me a lot with just like getting giving me a focus to get somewhere mm. and I think in life that's all it really takes I just think it just takes figuring out like just instead of floundering around and just kind of not knowing what you want like if you rule out a you know, a small amount of things that you know that you're not planning on working towards, then mm-hmm. you can, you make more space for finding things 
a couple things that you can. I like that. I need yeah. you to hear that today. <laughs> You're welcome, Brady. <laughs> okay. So what, like, then is that, like, with your divorce and everything, because that's fairly, that's in the last couple, within the last couple of years, right? Yeah, it was like a year. It was last September. So, yeah. And you're yeah, saying you, you felt like you needed freedom, a little more freedom to pursue some of the things that you wanted to accomplish? Yeah. Is that all like career based? I would say so, yeah. yeah. It was um Yeah, it was it was just something where I, I I still continue to uh work on what exactly it is that I want for uh the barbershop and, mm-hmm. and for my personal career and whether that involves the barbershop or not or whatever. But um, I, I was just finding a, a, I was just finding it really difficult to decide what I wanted to do going forward, largely because I saw myself going down this path of marriage and kids. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, like back up. Like, right. This doesn't feel right mm. to me. I feel like a lot of people that a lot of people do that in relationships and go through that. And I feel like I've seen that like, you know, especially women looking back after, you know, 10 years of raising kids and not pursuing their own careers or the things that were calling to them before. And yeah, I mean, social pressures are real, extremely yeah. real things. Yeah. And I think you two would know just as well as anybody that it's it's really difficult to tell yourself that it's OK to pursue something that's not in the status quo like sometimes. But isn't it? Do you find that isn't it interesting that once you do break away from whatever you feel as though society is telling you to do that all of a sudden things start oh your happening? life yeah your life just manifests like I don't know like I right now yeah uh, I've never been more like fulfilled and happy in my life and and I'm also living the most non-conventional mm. Like the most non our relationship is the most non-conventional setup that I could ever have imagined seven years ago when we got married. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. It, it really takes is. a lot of self-awareness to be able to it does. come to terms with that and and figure out how to whatever that means going forward. But. Mm-hmm. And and it also it's 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 not even just self-awareness. It's a it's like a, a mutual couple awareness, like mm-hmm. like doing it together. Totally right. It's it's not a one-way street, and you do you kind of have to work together. When you're doing it with somebody else, um, yeah. And kudos to you too for having figured that out. Yeah, yeah. It's like figuring it out on an ongoing basis. Like I yeah. think for me, I feel some anxiety sometimes. You know, because I don't. I I like structure mm-hmm. and I like a little bit of form and I like boundaries and you know and having to make all that up from scratch is uh, has been really confusing also because i'm indecisive and i i I flounder i'm a little bit like which direction do i go in right now Mm -hmm. yeah and um and and i see how you're thriving and like Mm -hmm. and it makes me so happy because when i compare today to like let's say four years ago when you were feeling in a real rut yeah it was really hard one to be your partner but two like to feel like I might be getting in your way, you know, and we still have that conversation sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, are we holding each other back in any way? You know, there's like, I have a a (coughs) desire to live in the country and 
live a really minimal life and Jeremy has a desire to live in like a smart home in like an urban center in the middle of things and in the thick of things and it's like well maybe those things aren't happening tomorrow but sometimes I wonder I'm like well because we're committed to this spot and this place together are we are we not moving as quickly toward those things you know Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know maybe maybe but also I think part of that is that we're both committed to us mm-hmm. and so it's like that idea of Brady living in the country with nothing you know as a luddite <laughs> and and me living in you know a spaceship in the middle of the city uh those two things can exist it sounds a great premise for a film <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah i think those two things can exist it's just that it if it if it if it's going to exist where we're still uh, you know, a cohesive unit, mm-hmm. then it just, it it, will, it would take a little bit longer. Because yeah, if we got divorced cautious. today, well, fuck, yeah, like, you know, we would just both <laughs> go our separate ways and, and probably end up at our thing a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because we are choosing to, like, continue this, this mm-hmm. partnership, it's, and also, like, how unconventional is that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was on a date last night and having a conversation with this with this girl about how I want my own place and she was like right and like so I guess that'd be your and Brady's place and I was like yeah. no no like how m- difficult is that my to explain own place. to people and she was like but what about Bridie and I was like no she'll figure it out she'll have her own place <laughs> but I want my place and and she just was she, she was really confused by it yeah and I get it it is a yeah. little confusing because I remember one time Bridie you were like when we first not- <laughs> early days started dating you were like how I'd cool like to it? live in my own place. Yeah, and I was like, people don't do that. Yeah, fuck you. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, like I took yeah. it really hard because it's not conventional. It's not what we're used to. Yeah. yeah. And, but I like that. Yeah. I, I was like hanging that. out with a gentleman uh, before I met my uh, current boyfriend, who um, was in an open relationship with a predominantly lesbian lady. Okay. And um, neat. And her, uh, uh, her partner lived with her other partner, who was a female. And uh, and he uh, just kind of lived. Uh, he lived solo, although his partner would stay over, you know, fifty percent of the time. He mm-hmm. also had a um, uh, a kid. So it was. Uh, I I found it really interesting, and I, I found it absolutely fascinating to talk to him about it because I I was really I'm really intrigued by that sort of like alternate alternative relationship mm-hmm. sort of deal. And uh, he's extremely comfortable in his sort of way and and his lifestyle that he's created for himself but that's I, that, that's kind of like another iteration of of, of an open relationship kind mm-hmm. of thing where to him it really seemed as though he was um just comfortable with the idea of what his future looked like which was more than likely going to encompass like a more or less solitary life Mm. Mm. you know with people around him but in the most part but he seemed really comfortable with that and I thought that was really cool and in the end of the day I think that's you know in your guys situation or in this person's situation it's the amount of mental energy it would take to figure out exactly what it is that you as an individual want and not uh, so you can break away from the way that like you are quote unquote like supposed to be doing it. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work, and, oh, and, and it does and take a lot of work. Just listening to you guys yeah. talk about that is crazy because I can only imagine how much thought it takes for one individual person to think about these things and figure it all out. I can 
I can't begin to fathom how much mental energy it takes for two people to get on the same wavelength yeah. about something like that. And it's not even two people. Like it, at this point now, it t- technically it's kind of four people. Right. You know, it, it is <laughs> like, it, it is a lot. It is a lot, but it's, I don't know. Like, here's it's a just, question it for you. Do you think that there are people, <coughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put, um, the people who are more or less like, let's call them relationship enlightened people who like have figured out their own way of, mm. of living with someone. And then there are, there's a vast majority of the population who are living a conventional relationship sort of style. Do you think if that were switched and that all of society or a really large part of society were enlightened in the way that they live their lives and the way they approach relationships, do you think it would work? Do you think like, a larger network of people in open relationships that dated other people would would work in a society like like would society itself work do you mean oh well i'm sure the world would continue to turn right, and, right. you know but um i i just think like what I, do you think know. that kind of like parallel universe would look like i mean probably where... it would probably i mean that just sounds like the nazis won <laughs> you know that just sounds <laughs> like... well i mean like i, I guess in a, a large part like that it's human human nature to i mean i think people we've all evolved naturally to end up for most of us to be with one person but yeah i i don't know what that would look like i i, I mean it would probably look like a, it would probably look pretty beautiful i think, I think. people would be a lot happier yeah i think um we had a conversation yesterday with a <laughs> psychologist who like studies um neuroscience and she's done her personal research is all on human sexuality and she recently did a study on brains mri scans and the results of um men who are highly monogamous and men who are highly non-monogamous and found there actually are differences in the brain oh wow and um like different neurotransmitters in different play and in different reward centers in the reward center. I don't exactly obviously know the science, but it was, it does seem like, um, you can, you, you can be more naturally, uh, tending to anyway, one way or another, but most people fall in the middle. Yeah. Um, but I, I like to think that if, if right off the get go, like, other countries have a down with like education where people get to express their um, I- individual interests or aptitudes and then are encouraged to pursue that and their curiosity that if relationship models were a lot less prescribed from an early age on then then I think you know people are making more informed choices about what makes them happy and what makes yeah. them feel free then you're gonna have a happier yeah society i would think i mean i I, i'm i am no historian but uh you know i sometimes i have a conversation with people about the idea of like you know in in ancient greece you know there was a what they commonly refer to as greek love there was a lot of like it was commonplace it was very much a rite of passage for younger men to have relationships with much older men Mm -hmm. but it was it you know it was in the context of that older man had a family and a wife and a relationship at home and then they would often court younger men and that was like a lot of ways that a lot of young young guys just like learned about the world and everything mm. and 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 I think you know it, Greece didn't seem like they they kind of seemed like they had it down they looked like they did well for themselves <laughs> yeah. yeah you know so yeah. it's like you know that's a very alternative you know well what we would view now as alternative yeah yeah there's a, a call again I, 
I don't know as many facts on it as I should, but there's a culture somewhere where a girl coming of age at like 12 or 13 has her own bedroom with her own entrance in and out and like between the out between the hours of whatever and whatever she can entertain whoever she wants to and yeah and it's (laughs) it yeah yeah. Yeah, the culture is (laughs) sophia um speaking of older men um have you always been really into the older guys i would uh i would say yes definitely that is not to say i'm i'm entirely exclusive about uh with young with older guys but I think the interesting thing and the uh, thing that makes me kind of chuckle about it often is just there are guys that are more or less my age that are, that have – I mean, I, ultimately, I, I like the build, definitely. Like if we're talking about just like physical attraction, mm-hmm. I like guys who are just like a little bit more like beefy or a little bit more like, you know, masculinely built. Yeah, yeah. And um, – and I, you find that more in in the dad bod, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess. Yeah. But there are, you know, there are a lot of guys that are in my age bracket that that look like that. But they are, in my experience, never, ever, <laughs> ever attracted to me. Like, oh, they're not attracted to no, you. No, no. It's like they're always looking for a dude beefier than they are. Right. Ah, Interesting. Yeah. It's. I, I find it really strange, but I feel like it's a thing. It. I don't know. It's a thing. Do you roll with the like all the terminologies of like, you know, oh, yeah. seals and wolves? And, like, and, like, I, uh, to my knowledge, there is no such thing as a as a seal. What? But if you, it, oh no, if so you sorry, can, otter, otter, otter. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. But if you can enlighten me, please be my guest. Yeah, seal, you know, they're like a, they're like smaller, <laughs> but like they're kind of slippery and like a uh, little bit tubby, you know. <laughs> I think you just uh, coined it right now. Yeah, right there it is. Um, uh, yeah, soft, so, soft seals. I, I would lean more towards being attracted to the otters, the bears, yeah. the daddies, otters, bears. Okay, and. Uh, you know the odd polar bear. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. What would you be? Are you like a wolf pup? <sighs> I don't remember. This is wolf like a really pupping. difficult. This is one I struggle with often <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I don't. I, I certainly want the younger me was a twink for sure. Oh, yeah. But people, I, I I resented that even more because twink implies something very like effeminate and yeah. Like, but you just you have a baby face, like you like. Aww, do, can you thanks. grow? Can you grow up facial no, hair? No, I can't grow I, facial hair. It doesn't hair look like you can. You can fuck, yeah, you can't pull out me a insane. Single hair. Yeah, you yeah, look. You got Brian. Brian Stever has the same face. <laughs> I can see. There's never a hair coming out of your. No, your I grow face. this like really prepubescent like goatee yeah. type thing. <laughs> yeah, I just shaved it off the other day actually. Yeah, but um, yeah. Well, you know, if if we're getting, it all depends. There there are your like broad demographics, and then if you really wanted to narrow it down, like. There are like skater boys. That's a thing. Oh, uh, skater yeah. boys! You could you could find that in the categories list of your average porn website. Right. Okay. It's a it is fetish fetishized, but right. I do not play into it. I try not to. Try not to. No. But but you wear skate shoes and, and yeah. Well, I mean, skate. I play into it in the sense that I look like it, but right. I'm not like show. I'm not going to show up to the You're gay sh- bar wearing with your skateboard. Yeah. I leave my board at home. <laughs> right. On a sure. hookup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh okay all right interesting yeah I've I've thought I think about this uh probably a bit bit more than I well I shouldn't say more than I should I think about it a little bit of like what's the because I'm I'm a little bit um I've been more and more inclined to like explore how I really feel about um uh kind of adventuring into another man's body. 
Um, Jeremy, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm basically I'm basically trying to say that uh, I I think I, I like boys a little bit. Okay, but and and I but I'm, I have a very like a very specific type. I think. Have you ever been in a threesome with another guy? I haven't yet, and okay. I can't wait. Okay, I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, um, but it but it, so I made out with a guy once, but he was way too hairy. Yeah, and I wasn't into it, but but it felt so good to make out with him. Okay, but I knew for a fact I was like this guy. Is not my type. Yeah, my type's a little more smooth, but like <laughs> a little more a, twinky. Not twinky. It's he, like he's got to like be seal. N- no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like uh, no. Yeah, n- n- definitely not a seal. Uh, I think more of like an otter. An otter. Okay. You know, like fit, um, fit, but like not super hairy. Yeah. And uh, and like and handsome. Okay. Yeah. So, are you asking me if I can? Uh, yeah. Who do you, play who do you know? Maker? Yeah. Because like know? I have, I, you, we can go through the Rolodex later. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, do it can, later. We can. I am. I've got so much advice for you as to what to put in your grinder profile. Well, here, actually, maybe you can give me a little bit of advice. Um. Uh. Oh, man, I, should I? <laughs> should I say it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you might as well. So okay, there's there's this one guy who might be listening right now. And if you are, just don't like, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, I was in another city yeah. and uh, I know this person and they were working behind a bar. Hadn't seen them in a little while. Yes. And it was really exciting to see them because uh, I don't know them super well, but I know them well enough and that it was like, we were very excited to see one another. Got it. And this person gives like Brian, my buddy, high five, gives Taylor like a hug, high five, and then grabs my face, pulls me over the bar and plants one on my mouth and slips his tongue in my mouth. Hot. And I, I, it was nice. It was great. And also, he is an absolute babe. And actually, you would know exactly who he is. <gasps> you would. I'll tell you when the mics are off okay. who it is. Yeah, you, would, you know who it is 100%. Okay. And so he's so charming and he's so sweet and he's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I, my face hurt because I was smiling so hard. I was so giddy about it. Anyway, whatever. We continue the night. I go home. I love the smile on Brody's face. (laughs) I pick up my phone. I hop on Instagram. And because I was talking to the guys about it and somebody else, a friend that was there. And they were like, like, so what does it mean? Like, what what, what, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. So I said, I was like, yo, did you did you slip your tongue in my mouth? Or did you I just ask him that, if or did he did? I make that up? Yeah, well, I I didn't know how to bring <laughs> it up. You didn't feel it so much, <laughs> yeah. so many, so many. I didn't know. I didn't know how to bring it up, and uh, and they said uh, maybe, ha ha ha, sorry. And I said you could do that anytime you like. And then I got a text like a couple days later, and it was yo, uh, sorry, didn't get to see you again while you were here. Next time you're in town, shoot me a text, and uh, I'd love to take you out for dinner. XOXOXO. Got it. <laughs> and uh, and I, st- I still haven't responded back because I, I don't. I This is the first time I've ever been like, I feel like a 12 year old who like your crush. Yeah, but it sounds like the most ideal situation yeah. ever. I mean, the guy knows you. He yeah. understands your situation. He's not going to try to overstep his boundaries. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if not anything else, like it's going to end in like a giggle and like a <laughs> thanks for like checking one off the list. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have I have buddies who like have who have told me stories about how they've <laughs> they've g- gone home on a drunken night. They've just like st- it started by joking about it, but then they've taken their very straight buddies back and like 
had a little had, a, had a little fun and got you know went as far as the the you know the straight guy was comfortable with and then they yeah. both laughed about it and then you know and, and they then left that's and it. it was all good yeah and if 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 I mean maybe it's a different situation for me because uh, generally speaking I'm not really attracted to anyone in my direct social circle yeah but if I were in a position where I had a buddy that was straight but I found really hot and I was single and he wanted to try it out yeah then I would be up to it but actually I have never converted or slept with a quote-unquote straight straight dude yeah I never have I'm actually have have a very hard time bridging the subject yeah trying to take one down see that's very elusive it's very elusive in my culture yeah to do that but yeah it's it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a challenge right yeah i'm kind of just like a fuck it like if you're not interested in like whatever kind of guy like i'm not gonna push it if i if you're playing hard i'm not a big fan of someone playing hard to get i fucking hate that yeah so it's like nuts so i just go to the people who look like they want it because that's way easier yeah i guess my biggest fear is like the the whole um, coming into it with a bit of a bit of unknown and and being afraid to be like to be like ah it's not for me and yeah, like why, a big, be a big letdown. You Clearly, know? that this person probably knows that, right? And yeah, it's not yeah, like they, that wouldn't come up in conversation do. beforehand. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe I'm reading into it wrong, and they just really want to go out for dinner and high five. And yeah, I mean, like as an or an al- as an alternative route, Jeremy, there's this thing. It's called a bathhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you more? Yeah, no, I've, I've actually been in one, but it was uh, it was it it was uh, uh, we were we were like what's it's it called? Torpedoes. Trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay, it was, well, it was like okay, a no. sex party. No, it's not the yeah, same. It wasn't not the same. same. No. Uh, go to mm. Toronto or go to Vancouver. Or Montreal. Yeah. What's the name of one of them in Toronto? Is the one in Toronto is called Steamworks. Steamworks. Steamworks on Church Street. Come yeah, right. on down. Oh, right. Explore. Church, of course. Yeah. Right in the village. Yeah. I'll be expecting my checks in the mail, right, Steamworks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, you know uh, you know what? Is, is, it is probably an extreme... That, that might be overload, but at the same time, I, I would almost feel like that would be... If somebody was comfortable enough to like enter into that scenario, that is also like a, like a no... As much as it might not seem like it, probably a pretty no pressure sort of thing. Yeah. You could walk in, have a look around, and be like, "Nope," and turn around and walk out, and no one would notice or care. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, or you be could, offended. Yeah, yeah. Or hurt. But it's like because in in like bathhouse etiquette starts oft can often does start out pretty light, like yeah. reaching under a towel and grabbing a D. Yeah, right. And then that's it, and then you leave. If you wanted to, if you want to, you know, yeah. it's it, like you can start out very light before and literally in a bathhouse, it's like it is intense as you want it to be. So like you mm-hmm. don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Everyone's pretty understanding of like, no, thank you. Everybody. Yeah. Right. Everybody gets coming no, in with, thank you. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Hey, what are your thoughts on poppers? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> poppers are fantastic. They're pretty interesting. Ass gas? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what, <laughs> which is, a straight friend told that, me what that's what he thought they were called? Is that the colloquial term for it? Ass gas? I, I had never heard it good. before in my life. It's good. Straight it makes sense. Recently. But uh, um, they're great. I, I really enjoy them. The problem with poppers now is that they are a banned substance in Canada. That's right. So they are illegal to acquire here. You can get them in the States, but because of this, uh, like p- true poppers are amyl nitrate. Mm-hmm. But now they are something else. 
that give you a similar sort of, and I, you know, I might have to look it up. I don't know exactly why, but I, I was, I had a party the other week with my, and my friends were asking me if I had any, cause I do. Yeah. And I brought them down and we were, they were like, Oh, I'm like, I could sell you a bottle. And they're looking at it and they're like, Oh, it's not amyl nitrate. It's whatever it was. And, um, and they're like, just be really careful with this stuff because this is not, uh, it's like synthetic kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, amyl nitrate yep. is also not particularly good for you. That's why it's a banned substance. Oh. But this stuff is also like, you know, not good uh-huh. for you in large doses either. So you do. It's 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 tricky. It's tricky to find the amyl nitrate poppers. Interesting. But they're different everywhere. Like if you go to Europe and you and you buy poppers, they 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 kind of affect you a little different than they do if you got them in the states or interesting. Whatever. Like in what way? <clears throat> in a in a more like the the, the the like head rush may or may not be as intense, or right. it might the duration of it might not last <clears throat> as long. But really, what it is is just like a a, a head, rush of blood to the head and like a just totally yeah. uh, you know ups your heart rate and and the idea behind it is that it it's sort of like uh what is the idea behind it? is it like it just loosens your butthole is it is it that or is it more of like oh, it is so it much you... more than that <laughs> yeah yeah right i mean it uh, definitely when you when you take a huff of poppers i mean instantly like you just get this like rush as if you were, I don't know, like huffing tobacco. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably doing a little bit of snuff, which are, maybe. Which, yeah, which I've discovered recently. So <laughs> yes, uh, you have. Yeah. Uh, but um, you just get this instant rush, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, and then afterwards, it's definitely like a, your body. You can just feel your body go. <sighs> yeah, and it's yeah. just, and it definitely, but it's just everything for like a short ten to fifteen second period just feels incredible it's like an instant like ecstasy inducing thing and it's and it's because it's part of it it is a big thing in the gay community and Mm. and like in sex like how is it being used during like a a session of sex is it like i'm about to come i'm gonna i'm gonna like like sniff back this popper right as i orgasm or is it more like it can be i mean you can do that but it's um it's a little bit more like you just you kind of do it a co- once or twice like throughout this the session right like, through, while you're fucking somebody but it doesn't have to be um, uh, it doesn't have to be with anal but it definitely works that way like if, right. if someone's about to enter you then it like just like helps you like loosen up mm-hmm. but um, it's uh you know to me I, I actually find it quite romantic or quite it's it's like another level of like really connecting with somebody because oftentimes you'll take a hit and then you'll like you know plug one nose and inhale with one nostril and it's really i mean you can't spill the stuff right like it's very like then the vaporizes and then the smell is overwhelming and so it's just meant to be hit in small doses so often you give somebody else a hit like you would Uh, reach for it and you plug one nostril and you let them take a sniff and then you close the lid it's easier if it just stays in one person's hand but it's kind of like a i'm like giving you this this feeling like yeah and and to receive one as well yeah it's like it's like a nurturing yeah Mm. Uh it's really it's quite hot yeah that, that is that is cool i like that yeah. I like that too. There's so much about the gay community that I just I just want to answer all your questions. I know. I know I want to I want to ask them all. <clears throat> when the in terms of like your own sort of um exploration into into you know finding your own sexuality as a gay man after this experience that you had with the gentleman from Australia um and you came home 
how, what was that like? Were you were you just like ready to like fucking take on the world? And I thought I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I came back and I was like feeling very empowered and very like like you said, ready to take on the world. And then I like started, I started dating guys here and I'm like, Oh man, this sucks. Oh yeah. 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 It just like didn't work. I mean, it's, it was such an, a beautiful and intense experience for me that like meant so much that for a long time, like everything else just felt so lackluster. Mm. Right. And it was fine, you know, and I, but I mean, largely through my twenties, I didn't uh, date anybody seriously or it was mostly just kind of hooking up and, uh, you know, I, I, to be honest, I didn't really have a particularly serious relationship until I met Robin, my, my first husband, mm-hmm. my, my first and only husband. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my first, <laughs> my first and only, my, my one and only. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was, it's tricky, you know, like I, up until the last few years, I would probably say that I have never had better sex than the person I lost my virginity to. Mm. So that's a really mm-hmm. difficult thing to mm. sort of process. And I have I have another buddy that has the, a, a similar story. He's straight and he he was telling me a story about how he lost his virginity to like a 40-year-old woman when he was in high school and, and just he's like it was it. the most incredible thing in the world and it's like now every girl he's ever with afterwards has to live up to mm. that. Right. And that's that can be a difficult thing. I, I'm not that it, anybody I think would take that back, but mm-hmm. it was yeah. a thing, definitely for sure. It was so intense that. And do you do you think that when you when you found it again, like that that really good sex was was it a scenario where you just wanted to like okay, I got to hold on to you, you know, you're. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, when, when you're in a relationship with somebody like that, mm. then you want to definitely hang on to them. But like, sex is not everything yeah. in, in a relationship but um yeah like i mean I, I i've had a few like just like casual buddies al- along the way over the last few years that have just been you know particularly mind-blowing so right. it's like it's really nice to uh you know that you can appreciate that for what it is and yeah i mean i guess there's like little pockets throughout my life really that like can could match up to the sex that that was but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. This pursuit of, for like, uh, really amazing sex is, is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Um, because I've, I've been starting to like casually date now again Mm -hmm. after, after a couple of years. And, um, and there's been some like really great experiences and there's been some like not so great experiences. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I kind of like, just thinking to myself, like, what, what is the, what's the ultimate, like, what is, what is the ultimate goal? Is it just to just have, is it just to have experiences and for, for what they are and, and take them for what they are and just like, let that influence the way you go on and live your life? Or is it like, is there, is there this holy grail, you no, know, that you're I like, I don't think so either. I think, I think there are two kinds of amazing sex and they come from somebody you have a connection with and someone you don't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and there is the amazing sex that comes from intimacy and in, in a relationship and 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 truly desiring somebody for the person that they are. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's just like purely like 
I mean, it can it can turn you on to to get somebody else off, but ultimately, in the end of the day, it's pretty self serving. But that can be, but it's if it's self serving on both sides, then nobody's doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, I've had I've had sex with complete strangers that has been like that. I often reminisce about as well, and yeah. I think I think that has something to do with like if you know that somebody is not, you're not gonna, you don't have to be around this person for mm-hmm. like you can drop a lot of inhibitions. Knowing mm-hmm. that you can just be like as dirty as you want to be, mm-hmm. yeah. For you the same, sing- anybody, totally. yeah, yeah. For this experience to exist in this one little bubble, yeah. You know, yeah, isolated experience, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever had sex with a woman? No, never. Okay, Th- I, that makes me a gold star gay. It, yeah. yeah, but I was not born uh, uh, by C-section, so I am not a platinum star gay. Oh. What the fuck? Because <laughs> you've never touched a vagina. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, my yeah. God. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's so funny. So you could be gayer. I could be gayer. You could yep. be. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm going to use that. Uh, fuck. That's so good. Yeah. Um, well, this went just as well as I thought it would. Good. This was lovely. Just, just a fucking nice little hangout. Yeah. Uh, where can people, if people are looking at their fucking head trimmed up and they want to look good, feel good. I'm telling you, that's where I'm going. Yeah. My girl, Jen, she's, I, she's, I can't begin to tell you how happy I am that I get to see your pretty face. Mine or hers? Now. Oh, I get to see her pretty face oh, every, day, hers every day. Is she's she great. not just the most wonderful person? She's Jen so wonderful. is one of my favorite people on this entire planet. And, I feel... Uh, my life has been enriched with now that she has chosen to include me and, yeah. uh, and my business in, in hers. She's yeah. so, ugh, she's got an energy to her. She's spectacular. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Oddfellas Barbershop, there 6451 Quimple Road. But you got to walk all the way to the back of the skate shop. Back of the skate shop. Yeah. It's not easy yeah. to find. Yeah. But that's we like it that way. But you feel cool going through there, you know, walking <laughs> all the way. Do you have to, to walk back. through a secret bookcase? A bookcase? <laughs> you know what? We thought about that. Yeah. We thought about cool. making it a book bookcase and then having to pull a particular book out. And <laughs> yeah, make it even harder the door. for people. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, if you go on the other side, I mean, there's a bloody garage door on the other side, and then yeah, yeah. But that that in itself is hidden. But yeah, Hotfell's Barbershop. Sweet. Uh, go check it out if you're in the city. Pop by Pro. Grab a coffee, get a trim, get a fucking straight razor shave. Yeah. Shit. That is nice. That feels really good. That Can reminds me. I That's how we met because I I found you to come do the straight razor shave for the Sick Wish oh, party. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's and how I met you as well, Jeremy. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had one of my, my shock when, uh, when I said to Jeremy, I was like, Joel's really cute. I think he's flirting with me. Oh. You're like, he's Definitely gay. I have no. I never said <laughs> what? that. Did I say that? Yeah, I think. How you did, did I? I don't think I knew. Or maybe it was maybe it was Todd. I don't know. Well, I see. I I knew I knew who you were via Todd. Uh-huh. Right. He was a good buddy. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think I just you know I just want to make a good impression on you. I guess. <laughs> I, I'm surprised to hear that. Maybe I. <laughs> <laughs> I said this to Todd too the other Brady day. Brady thinks every gay guy's flirting with her. <laughs> that is very true. It's very true. But I was like, I was telling Todd, he was like, "What? You never told me that." And I was like, "Yeah, but you know why? It's because he was really 
nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I find that really attractive. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. my online screen name is nice guy underscore uh, 20. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Is that, was that the screen? Is that the name that you use for, uh, what is it? Silver Daddies? Silver Daddies. SilverDaddies.com. I got a problem really with SilverDaddies.com. Check that out. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I should. I'm right. older men too. <laughs> uh, well, Joel, thank you, man. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you're welcome. This is really thank fun, you guys. And thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week, as we always are, with a great little conversation. But before next week, we got some got some tasks for you to do. Uh, number one, oh, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button. And then right after you do that. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on. Um, and for the price of one coffee per month. That's it. Just like you're walking into pro skates to get a coffee. Mm, uh, they do everything there. They do everything there. You just uh, hit the little orange uh, donate or contribute button, wherever the fuck it says, and just uh, select whatever three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, one buck. Doesn't matter. Um, and support us because uh, it's, it, you know, it goes a long way. It helps Brody and I continue this little married project of ours and uh you can also reach out to us we love hearing from all of you you can do that several ways yeah you can do it on our website turnmeonpodcast.com we have submission forms if you want to be a guest or if you have a a question you'd like us to take a, a stab at at resolving or answering for you or you can uh, email us at turnmeonpodcast.gmail.com that is it for this week sure is. until next week go fuck yourself up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.